Hi, it's Mark Bossard. I'm here with Bernie Pollock, Pollock Automotive in Vancouver, BC, Canada, Vancouver's best auto repair service. 25 times voted best auto repair in Vancouver is voted by their customers. And we're talking cars. How you doing, Bernie? Doing well. So today's victim, and this is quite the story, the 2009 Mazda CX-7. What was going on with this vehicle? So this vehicle came to us, towed in from a dealership that did not want to fix this car. A Mazda dealer did not want to fix their own vehicle. It had died on the customer and they determined the computer was bad. It had actually burnt up. The computer actually burnt up inside. We'll get to pictures really fast because it's interesting. They got another used computer, put it in, that burnt up. And I believe they tried two computers and then decided that they didn't want to do anything more. Good news for the customer. That's the owner. What do they charge you? He goes, they, they actually didn't do anything. They didn't charge me anything. They let it go. So I thought that was pretty honorable of them. I guess they just decided to give up early on the project. But anyways, I'm just going to show a picture of what, of what we were up against because it was pretty interesting. There's the car fixed and done. So that's the end story. We'll just get looking at pictures of the computer. So there's the circuit board of the computer with the cover removed. You can see a very black burnt area here. And even at to the point where there's actually one of the pins on this computer is actually burnt the connection off the board. And a closer view of that right there kind of reveals a lot of parts missing. Got very hot. This is, again, this pin here, completely gone, burnt off. So that was what we were up against. So this is not normal <laughs> for your testing and diagnostic process. So where do you start? Yeah, we have several technicians in our shop. Our service advisor used to be a tech. None of us had ever seen anything like this. And I mean, obviously there was something that caused it to burn up. And the fact that, you know, Mazda tried a couple of computers. I thought, okay, we need to be a bit cautious here and figure out what caused it. So what's very common on Mazda's, uh, you know, of, the, of these models, similar models is, is ignition coil problems. They'll cause computer failures. And so we did a little investigating and we found an issue with at least one of the ignition coils. I'll just I'll go back and do another screen share. There's our computer again. This is one of the ignition coils. You can see this sort of bulged, burnt spot on, on this particular coil here. Figured, okay, that's got to be a good reason for uh, the computer to have burnt up, uh, you know, the shorted out coil. We replaced all the coils, the spark plugs, did a few other basic tests, and then ordered up a, a computer. We weren't able to get a new computer at the time. We could only find a used one. And it was very difficult to find it. There's not many of these around. So we acquired it through the U.S. We're in Canada, so it makes it a bit more of a pain to get a computer. But we were able to get a refurbished computer, ordered that in, put it in, and it actually fried that computer too. So when you say it fried the computer, like how is this happening? How quickly is it? Yeah, within like 30 seconds of running. And it's a bit of a procedure because the security system is programmed to the vehicle. It won't start. So once we had the security system programmed, we got it done, we started it up and it ran for about 30 seconds. And then there was some smoke came out and burnt up and we go, okay, obviously it wasn't the coils. It's a much more serious issue. So ordered up another computer at our own expense at this point, because I don't want to charge people for stuff that we haven't done. We managed to get another computer, ordered that up. And again, it takes like a week or two for us to get it. So in the meantime, I thought, okay, we got to go through this thing and test every circuit on this, you know, that's being driven by the computer because something, there's some kind of short that's overloading the system. So that's what we proceeded to do. We tested everything in the vehicle. And the only issue we found that where circuit was out of range was there's an electric EGR valve and it had been replaced with an aftermarket part. And one of the circuits, there's four circuits. 
One of them had excessively low resistance, which can cause way too much current flow. And that actually happened to correspond with that pin that was burnt off. So I thought, okay, I think we're onto it here. But uh, anyways, we did that, tested a few other things, and just really were was very cautious before we put another computer in. I, I go, I don't want to fry another computer up. We got to figure this out. So we replaced that. The alternator, I thought, figure, let's get that tested in case it's putting out too much voltage and blowing the computer up. Had that tested and just for good measure, had another voltage regulator put in because it's also computer controlled. So it could have caused an issue. Had that done, got another computer and it didn't burn up. So I think we figured we'd found it. That seems like, and this is over a period of a fair amount of time as well. A couple of months, this procedure went on just because, it, it, again, there isn't a computer down the street, you know, or there isn't a pile of used computers kicking around that we could try. So yeah, it, it was a time-consuming process. So that's a big process. What happened? We got it running. It didn't burn up, but there was a couple of trouble codes that kept reoccurring and then it would run fine and a couple of trouble codes. And being that it was a refurbished used computer and we tested all the circuits, we figured, you know what, this has got to be a defective computer. So sent it back to the company. To be honest, I'm not going to name the company, but I'm not very happy with the way they it just didn't give me a lot of confidence in who they were and the product they were selling. So anyways, we did get the, another computer sent to us. We tried that. It worked great. And then it started running weird again. And so we go, okay, again, concluding we tested all the circuits and everything was fine. There's got to be a defective computer. I started making some other inquiries and lo and behold, actually Mazda was now selling these computers. They were actually available brand new. Talked to the owner, said, hey, it's going to be a lot more money. He said, do it. So the owner was on board to get the car fixed. He liked it, liked the vehicles. So we got a new computer and put that in. And then what happened? <laughs> It ran fine and then it ran badly again. We go, okay, what the heck is going on here? We know the good thing is having a brand new computer. We knew, okay, the computer has got to be okay. There's got to be some kind of other wiring issue or some other faulty components. And there was actually a couple other faulty components I haven't even left out. There's an oxygen sensor that was setting a code that, you know, that we replaced as well. But to make a long story short, we finally realized there was actually a problem in the main engine wiring harness that connected to the computer. And in hindsight, it all kind of made sense because, you know, having had that fire and all that heat obviously caused some sort of damage. We're going to look at a few more pictures here. There's the wiring connector that we found to be faulty, although we actually took it apart and never found a fault in it. And, you know, each of these little holes here, there's a wiring connector on there. And I used an ohmmeter on every single one of these and tested every circuit and every one of them tested fine, except that EGR one, of course, which we fixed. And after that, it tested properly. So by testing that way, it seemed like everything was fine. But obviously there was an issue somewhere in there. And I actually cut the wiring harness apart and broke it apart and never found a problem. But there was obviously some kind of bad connection with one of the pins in there. So this is the wiring harness we replaced. This is the brand new one. Fortunately, still available from Mazda. Again, not a cheap part, but that's basically it. So there's two connectors here. One, I'm moving my mouse point around. That's the white one that we looked at there. There's uh, another one here. So these all come in this harness. This connects right to the battery. It's called the emission wiring harness. Some of these connect up to the engine where there's an actual engine wiring harness. But we were actually able to wiggle the wires. And I don't know why we didn't do this earlier, but you know, we just follow our procedure. Wiggling the wires here, it actually caused the vehicle to run worse and better. And so we we're okay, that's got to be the issue. So, so something as simple as bad connections can totally ruin how your vehicle runs because everything's running on computers now oh yeah totally and the connections have got to be perfect so again it wasn't like we didn't test the wiring you know we did test everything from one end of the circuit to the other but 
the one thing that is interesting about testing wiring is that it's one thing to test it with an ohmmeter, but there's another thing to test it while the vehicle's actually running and there's loads on, on the wires. And that does make a big difference. So it's always best to test circuits live. But of course, when the computers were burnt up and fried, we were in a sort of, I'm trying to think of another analogy. If someone's drowning, the first thing you got to do is get them out of the water and get them breathing again. And so we had to get this car breathing again, so to speak, before we could move on to the next step. Right. So a long repair process, I'm sure it was fairly expensive. Yeah, it was. And, you know, entirely profitable for us at the end of the day, but, you know, vehicles fixed, customers happy. We're happy. I mean, I like seeing a job that's done and a vehicle that works at the end of the day. So Mazda just kind of passed on this because they sort of foresaw that this might be very hard to find and you guys don't mind doing these sorts of jobs? No, exactly. I think that's it. Dealerships do a great job of service when a vehicle is, well, when it's under warranty, they have to fix it because they're legally obliged to. But afterwards, I think they're much more like, hey, well, we'll fix stuff that we can fix. And otherwise it's like, well, this is too expensive to fix. Why don't you just walk into our showroom? Here's the newest and latest model and we'll take this one off your hands. So they kind of run two businesses sometimes, the, the service and if it gets too complicated, I think they're not interested. And maybe they're smart. <laughs> I so I know you research these things quite a bit and look at the repair history across North America. How common of an issue is this? It must be becoming more common if Mazda's gone back to making the board. Is that a fair assumption? Yeah, but we did not run into anything. And besides having databases that we can look at for, you know, burnt computers and things, we have technical services and people we can call and ask for advice. And not, most of it was like ignition coils are kind of it. So I really think, you know, at the heart of the problem, I believe it was the EGR valve, the electric EGR valve, just with that high resistance. But even then, if that circuit would have drawn, I did a little calculating, would have drawn one amp, I believe. And with the extra resistance, it would have drawn two, which is twice as much, which isn't a lot, but maybe that circuit, just whatever components in that circuit, just two amps was too much. Yeah. That's a lot of current. I, yeah, I guess it is. These are all things that, you know, yeah. I mean, that circuit board is not meant to handle a lot of current, although there are some circuits that will draw two amps, Yeah, but there was obviously too much for that particular thing. So. Again, we don't know because I wouldn't want to put the old valve in and blow another circuit board and then wreck another wiring harness just for experiment's sake, you know? Yeah. But, so how are Mazda CX-7s for reliability? Well, they're generally pretty good cars. And I think, you know, with these, I think we've done other podcasts on CX-9 with uh, computer problems. So I think some of these Mazda's computers are definitely a problem. They're weak when it comes to like ignition coil or component failures. So I'd say that's probably one of the only issues. Other than that, I think they're pretty good cars. This is a really nice car. It had like a thousand kilometers. I mean, after, you know, it was fixed and running, it's like a brand new car. So, you know, a lot of money to fix, but was it worth it? I think so, because otherwise you'd be chucking away a pretty decent vehicle. If you've got a hard issue, the guys to see in Vancouver are Pollock Automotive. You can reach them on the website, pollockautomotive.com. You can book right there. Or you can call them at 604-327-7112. You have to book ahead. They're always busy. Pollock Automotive in Vancouver, BC, Canada. Thanks for watching and listening. We appreciate it. Thanks, Bernie. Thank you, Mark. And thank you for watching.